It feels like the first time. It feels like the very first time. It feels like the first time. It feels like the very first time. Hey, welcome to the first time show. We're talking about Lovecraft Country. Today we have a lot of Talking about love. We got Brett Register. And later on, we have a we have a very special guest. Later Hosen. Who will be joining us via Zoom. So you'll be able to see this person via video if you see the video version whenever that goes up. Um, but you'll hear them later. They're going to pop in, and uh, you won't notice a thing because we're just going to pause the show for a second while we bring them in, and then we're going to have a great time. It's going to be hell for us, but you won't <laughs> notice a thing. Yeah, we, we, we're the shield to you guys. We shield you from all the, the hubbub, the violence of oh, making right. a podcast. Um, so anyway... Here we are. We're talking about episode. We're talking about the penultimate episode of Lovecraft Country, season one. Mm-hmm. The ninth episode of ten, called Rewind nineteen twenty one, and uh, it was written by Misha Green and directed by TBA, according to the Lovecraft Country fandom site. <laughs> what is oh. that? Why is that? I think it's because they're not on it real quick with Lovecraft Country, maybe. Oh. Mm. <laughs> but um we don't respect it. <laughs> we're uh so yeah, we're talking about this great episode and so I just want to jump right in and say it was a very uncomfortable episode. I cried through almost the whole thing. It was a very violent and unsettling episode and more so in the realities of our history and the depictions of the Tulsa massacre um but definitely scarier than any of the monsters so far i feel like yeah um and it was a really rough episode because of that but um man it's interesting because i went browsing through the reddit the subreddit after the episode after i watched it and there were so many people talking about how they're like i went to school in oklahoma it's oklahoma right yeah and and I didn't. They didn't teach us this in school at all. Like I can't believe that they they just like didn't. This this isn't in our history books. I didn't learn it in school. Um. Yeah, neither did I. I mean, you I, didn't. I, well, I didn't in like. Yeah, I guess not because I also didn't go to college though. I feel like in college no, no, maybe no. I would have learned about they d- it. They don't continue unless you're taking a history major. Yeah, that's history what I'm saying. is like not. But I feel like when you get to college, that's when there's people that are like, "Did you know that there was fucking there was this massacre in no. Tulsa?" Like that's not what people talk about in high school, really. No. Yeah, that... I don't want to throw my history teacher under the bus. I, I wasn't a great listener in <laughs> high school. <sighs> yeah, they might have tried to teach me this. What's great about Lovecraft Country is. Regardless of it, what you knew up to this point, you have been educated now. Yes, yeah. exactly. And In the way that I want to be educated. Totally. Um, through, a, through a lens of entertainment. Right, with a story of characters that are very real and dealing with very real human emotions that we can all relate to in certain degrees to a certain level. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes the show so great, is that we do connect with the main characters. And... I, and uh, but man, these situations are crazy, and 
the blend of sci-fi and horror and all those genres and stuff worked really well in this episode. But imagine jumping into this one having not seen any of the other ones. No. <laughs> yeah, I will say I liked the I liked the sum of the parts of this episode. Okay. I I had trouble with parts of it. I I always feel like I, I feel like the conversations that um. What's Atticus's dad's name? Montrose. The conversations that his uncle had about the way that their father treated Montrose and him were more powerful than seeing it play out in this like dramatized depiction of it. And I felt like that those scenes were they almost took away a little bit because it kind of came across as a little like theatrical i would have rather seen it going to happen and just seen it through tig's eyes or Hmm. uh through montrose's eyes and not seen it it just came across as like they really wanted you they really wanted to depict it on screen i felt like they didn't need to and it showed a lack of faith in the impact of the of what they'd set up so that part i but then i will say so i started off this episode kind of being like "Eh." But by the end of it, I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm here for this. Like I, I felt like all the pieces. The other thing was like, Tick going in to save the day seemed a little telegraphed to me. Telegraph? Like like, what does yeah, that mean? Meaning, like I, I felt pretty early on in that scene that that's where we were going and that's uh, what was going to happen. Oh, I, yeah, um, I completely did not think about it at all. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I mean. Like I might, I, I feel like now because we do this podcast, I watch it with a little bit of a. A magnifying glass. I love the the scene with the um, was it her aunt that caught her in the room or her great aunt that caught Letty looking through the drawer? Yes. No, that woman should. I loved all that. That woman shouldn't be related to Letty. That is on Tick's family line. Yeah, no, I think it is. Because the book is through Tick's bloodline. Tick's mom. That would have been Tick's mom's. You're right. You're right. You're right. So the, they shouldn't be related to Letty, but we're confused because they keep emphasizing Letty's blood and her importance. But maybe it was just because she was going to bear Tick's child yeah, the whole time. Yeah, I, I did. I adored that sequence, and then I also was a little interesting. Like, wow, I felt the she... exact opposite about that. Sequence. Wow. Oh, that's so interesting. I yeah. thought that was. I just liked that. I thought that was fun that she's like, "I'm from the future," this and that, and because she had the book of names. She believed it because for a moment I was like, oh, this is asking a lot of this character to be like, okay, you're from the future. But somehow like her having the book, I was like, oh, she's she's down with the magic, like whatever, however, you know, whatever she knows at this point, she was able to accept that. I thought that scene was I don't know. I just liked that moment. And then I uh, and then Letty was standing there with her and she like lit on fire and all of that I thought was really like. It's just like a really good moment. And then with uh, with her trying to hold the portal open, I'm like, Letty probably didn't need to stand there with her while she burned to death. She could have hustled back to and, the portal. And not only that, a little she, also, faster. she also just like walked. She sauntered right, 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 right. I back. Think, yeah. I think, frankly, the filmmaking <laughs> in that area just felt a little green. Like but I think maybe not anticipating the... what the audience was going to be at, seeing all those storylines simultaneously. The, that's, like, that's what's come happening on, we're throughout... going to be impatient for her. That's what's happening throughout the show, I feel like, is that there's that. And that's what we talk about when we say we have an issue with the directing, I think. 100%. It's issues. It's things like that. 100%. 100%. It's it's like 
not quite anticipating because you don't want the emotional emphasis while she's walking through the fires with the book to be like, why isn't she going faster? You, you want the emotional what... emphasis to be like, oh my God, that's so powerful. Yeah. You, and you, but you that's, have to that's really an know issue what... with the filmmaking. That's what we're saying. Yeah, that's what we're saying. No, that's yeah. exactly what we're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that it's an, I'm, it's I'm a, an issue there, with the filmmaking. Because if you're going to show us, the audience, like there's a ticking clock and they have to get there quick mm-hmm. and then try to make it impactful that she's going slow. It's not going to work. But you also have to exactly, know, like, where exactly. is You're your gonna audience, fail at that. where is your audience emotions going to be in this moment? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. what is what is your audience feeling in this moment? And I think that when you see Hippolyta, like, basically dying or suffering or whatever it is that's happening to her, and then it cuts to Letty, like, emerging from the fire, it's like you really want that moment to be, like, the Daenerys emerging from the fire in Game of Thrones moment, and, like, she's got the book, and she's she's strong, and nice. she's she's walking through the Tulsa, like, bomb the bombings and shit. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, I understand you want that moment to, like, really hit. But, like, in, I just think that the audience is, like, Holy shit, hurry. Like this portal looks like it's going to close. Mm-hmm. And even though Letty and doesn't know that. we don't want to kill that, the woman holding it open and all right, that. Right, right. But Letty did go into yeah. the portal seeing how much it was, it was frying Hippolyta. Yeah. So like obviously it's not like a let's take our time kind of a moment. Like she did have some consciousness or she should have. Anyway, yeah, the point is we all char- agree. It's not the character's it's, it's fault that not the, the filmmaker wanted to have that no. moment. 100% what, it is yeah, not the character's that's fault. that's what we're talking about. We're talking about how like the show is great. There These are, are the some missteps. filmmaking moments like this yes. that are consistent throughout the series so far and this that are is kind our, of like mm-hmm. you really got to just be okay with it and mm-hmm. then just get on with the story. But it's just there's a lot of it and it's hard not yes. to really notice it and talk about it and have that affect our thoughts because on this show we do that we have to mm-hmm. we analyze the show we talk about it and that's yeah, so the that's whole time that's what we've at. been saying yeah all three of us like the only critiques we're loving the content we're loving the characters so many aspects obviously costumes obviously costumes for me <laughs> but <laughs> obviously costumes ovulating costumes ovulating costumes <laughs> but collectively avocados costumes (laughs) there is they're just a few little and they're not like terrible they're just not the every the other elements of the show are so good that you just notice when things have missteps yeah so that's what i was that's sort of my point is like i liked the sum of the parts i liked everything about the episode it's just there were some weird missteps for me yeah i mean what did you not like about the scene with her and the the older woman will call her. I oh, just Steve go. <laughs> I just I I kind of felt like I I I I Oh my god. Are you seeing this what? too? I just, I just kind of, listen, shh, everybody what quiet, quiet. I Whoa, just kind of that was bananas. I, <laughs> Steve is doing something. I can see their shit pulled up on his computer. <laughs> ah. You're terrible. Oh, I thought that was just like an amazing glitch. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody needs to watch the video. Um, I just I night. felt oh like uh, what I felt like was is, uh, I can't hear you right now. I, just, I felt like the, like of all the scenes in the whole show <laughs> that like that was the worst acted one. I felt like the acting in that scene was really not. It was great. really melodramatic and like also flat somehow at yeah. the same time. <laughs> 
Yeah, she was I, well, an interesting person. Like an interesting me too. Actress. I was like, they cast her because of her look. They one hundred percent just like, cast her look. Did they just, even hear her read? I don't know. It wasn't just her though. Like even Letty, while she was like yelling these emotional lines, it just felt like. It felt like a rehearsal take to me in, in a weird Interesting. way. It really like took me out of the scene. I just felt like the acting was so strange. And then the like the VO over the like di- you know how they do that trick where like mm-hmm. you can see the character up here saying something but the dialogue is not what's coming out of their mouths and it's like mm-hmm. the audio is coming in from a different scene <laughs> look and you're at just this. hearing them kind of talk. Look at this sign language you've just created for that. Yeah. Well, I just felt like there were too many moments like that in that scene too, and I was like trying to focus on who to talk, who to like, who was talking, and then it would cut back, and you could see their mouths moving, and it was just like not synced up to what they were saying, and the cutting was really awkward, and then it was like, did we really need to like watch that poor woman burn to death? <laughs> like, did we really need to see that? Well, like, <laughs> it was impactful for a while, and then. There, I it's hate like to say there was a her, moment. like charred arm still moving on the ground, and it's like, what are we doing here? Are we, we are we trying to show the, the the horrors of what happened and 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 like really give it to us like on top of all this other stuff? Like I don't know. I just felt like it. I, it was maybe too much. I don't know. I thought they lingered just a little bit too long because I don't like admitting to this, but there was a moment at which I'm like, okay. Like, I wasn't feeling anymore for the drama of it until they yeah. cut away and so came back. You don't want that. You don't want to linger that long. That's my biggest critique. Oh, really? Okay. Right. Is, is I did not, I felt like I had to find the emotional gravity for myself. Oh, that's that a I great way to say that. I don't feel like they did a great job of, of conveying that to me, but I understood the, you know, what I was seeing and what it meant, you know. Yeah. to the history of, of our country and what we're looking at, you know, and, but I didn't feel like they, they didn't achieve that. I had to go out and get that. Yeah. And that was a little bit, you know, well, I think knowing that's the not, history, it's not what you want. Right. And I think a lot of my emoting, my, my, not my emoting, my feelings of emotion while watching it were because I knew the history and less so because of what mm-hmm. I was being shown. Like what I was being shown reminded me of what I already knew. And that's why it was so, as intense as it was but it was certainly not a bad it wasn't bad we're just you know nitpicking yeah and and like there were a lot of great moments and um it was just a hard to watch episode i guess but um, yeah hard for good so reasons i was gonna say we can talk reasons. about the good things yeah. I, yeah I was i was shocked when hippolyta returned me Dude, that was great too. and then now she's like the doctor from doctor who pretty much uh-huh. she's like I know everything now. I'm a hard drive. <laughs> or, or I'm I, yeah, a motherboard. It's just like, it just sort of like spun the dial a little bit. I'm a hard it's like, now we have this. <laughs> now we have this going on, yeah. and it changes everything. Yeah. Well, and also, like, how about all that shit with saving D in the beginning? And like, like well, I guess it leads into that. <laughs> I know. But like. I, that was also my a problem. Just get back to problems for a second. Yeah. Was I was like, this entire all of this is built on this precipice of we need to save D, and which I was a little like, uh, okay, but oh, that's another show, ticking clock that that with yeah, Letty's slow the whole walk. show. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. But save, in my head, I'm like D. the whole show. We've been trying to find this book of names, 
So now it's like we're show. trying to find the book of names, but we're really trying to save D. And it's like, well, can we can we just focus on one of these things? Um, yeah. You know that that sort of caught me up a little bit, but again. Yeah, it's like they really wanted to give us, like, again, it feels like probably in the book, Hippolyta's story is, like, a bigger fleshed-out thing, probably, of her, like, mm -hmm. learning all this stuff and then coming back, and then um, it just seems like it's... They really want yeah, her to the... be motivated by D, which is also motivating the main characters... Which is also creating like their history, essentially. So yeah. it was like a motivation for her, for Hippolyta and D, but also because they need to go back in time because they need to have those moments. Like Tick needs to be the guy that like beats the shit out of those racist assholes. You know? So it was like there was a double yeah. motivation there, but a dub mode. But yeah, I don't I don't understand why D couldn't be like involved somehow. Like she could have been better and then like helped out or something. I want to see them yeah, all working the together. Breath, I want to see them all working the together as a family and I really felt like it's tough. there was going to be a moment with D where she was like, "I've seen some shit." And everyone's like, "Yeah, so have we." And now we're all in this together and then they all like work together as this family unit like kicking ass. But it, instead, it's like... Well, maybe that's the finale. Maybe that's the finale, which would be super cool. Well, that's what's tough, because, listen. Uh-oh. We've set up something in this show, which is this, like, anthology format. Right. Compounding anthology. Uh, to me, to continue to achieve that structure within this episode, they needed to cure D in this episode. The fact that we've left that as a, as a hanging chad... <laughs> Was an Is issue it really for called me. a hanging chat? Like structurally. No, it's just what they called it in Florida when they when they blew the election oh, okay. forty five years ago. I voted in that election, so this is a, this is a self hating Floridian. Okay. I have no comment. idea what you're uh, talking about, but okay. You know, it's just a little history. A little history and entertainment. Yeah. It was used to poke a thing uh to vote, you would poke a hole right. in your ballot. Yeah, yeah. And in Florida, they people would poke it, but they didn't poke it all the way through. So the, the little thing you were supposed to poke out was hanging on. And there was a conversation <laughs> as to whether or not that vote counted because of the hanging chad. Take a sip. Wow. It's like an, it's like an incomplete ballot. And this okay. was I felt like this was an incomplete <laughs> episode. <laughs> I'm Damn. so in. Listen, I love that. I I drove in from Atlanta. I watched Lovecraft. Country, and boy, and are my here. arms tired. And boy, <laughs> I they all of it. It's been raining. Um, it's a little wait, muggy. I like what we were talking about. I but I'm forgetting where we left off. Well, we oh, were just no. So basically, I was saying they really. Need, I felt like they needed to cure D to finish this episode because now this just felt like an episode of a TV show. Yeah. And now we're setting up the next ep the final episode of this season. And it's not that's not what the show has been to this point. Right. So that was disappointing. Yeah, and it didn't feel like a penultimate episode. Like I really would have I true. really wished that there was like some sort of connective tissue from the the like the last moment of the episode that gave us this big kind of like holy shit moment for the finale. And it kind of just mm -hmm. feels like another episode has come and gone. 
that was cool, but I just don't feel like we're really moving towards anything in particular. Like what now that we so now we need to stop Christina from becoming immortal because that'll kill Tick. Right? Well, we just don't want Tick to die. We don't want Tick to die. I think is what we're trying to do. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I think we're going along for the ride. If this whole episode was meant to be about saving D, and then they didn't save D, then that means that they have to save D in the next episode. I think we have to assume that they then use the book to save her. I think they're going to start the next episode and she's already been saved. They've no, done the spell. No, they they're going to they're going to learn a spell that like Really? They're going to have to learn a spell probably and we're going to see mm. that. Don't you think, Brett? Yeah. I I don't know. I'm that's the other problem is I don't feel like the stakes were properly set up in this episode to make me feel I can't I like I I I I'm not I'm like excited. Yeah. For the finale, because it's the finale, but not because I feel like they've because what where we're at right now in the narrative of the story is basically like all we have left to do is save D, right? Because we found the book of names, we kind of you know I, I don't know what the next step is. I don't know what we've been building to the whole season at this point, because now we have the book of names, so the book of names will be able to save D, but they have to give the book of names to Christina who's going to want to kill Tick. So I guess that's where we're going, but it didn't feel like that is, is clean Yeah. in regards to my ability to get overly excited for what's coming next. Yeah. Hmm. I'm, I think I'm there with you also. <laughs> I think that's where I'm I at. I did like in the preview that it does feel like they're going to touch on everything from the season. Good. I just want to see... That makes me what's excited. The, uh, the, the girl from Korea. The me too. I want to know what's Mia, up with her. Gia. Gia. I want to see her do something. Or are we going to see her yeah. come back and do a thing? I was thinking about that. I, I was wondering know. if like because she like knows Tick like beyond biblically, maybe she can kind of sacrifice herself for him in this spell. But she doesn't really have his blood. But maybe that the beingness of her monster takes that blood. I don't know. I... But she's immortal, isn't she, Jiha? Oh, no. Can you expand on Beyond Biblically? Uh, Well, because they have sex, but then her little crawlies okay. come out, and she knows his entire, like, all of his memories and experience. Yeah. She, like, knows his soul in this life. She okay. also start to sees end. how he dies? Or sees that he dies? She what now? She saw that he died. She saw his but death. But she wanted to come and, like, change it, so maybe... He maybe I think it's interesting that isn't Gia immortal? Didn't she say yeah, that? Yeah, until Hard she to say. Yeah, until she's free of the demon or whatever. But she did that whole spell with the like Korean witch. Uh Man, no, I don't need Wait, know. was it Korea? It's too late at night. I think it was. Or was it Okay, I'm sorry. Please forgive me, guys. I'm maybe, not going to Google right I know, now. I know what you're saying, and I just can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember, and uh, we've had too many wars in too many places um, sporadically and throughout it's, time. It's, yeah, yeah, it's Korea. Okay, good. It's Korea. I'm glad to know it was right. Anyway, she had the Korean oh, shaman oh, yeah, yeah. woman. South Korea. I, yeah, it's Korea. I thought you were asking, did she, did she gain immortality from that witch? <laughs> oh, I think that witch made her stay as she is I now. Have, I do not remember at all Is my guess. In that scene. But I wonder, if to have a character who's immortal and to have another 
the villain of the whole well the somewhat villain of the whole series is goal is to become immortal like that can't be a coincidence although knowing the show maybe it can be a coincidence <laughs> i kind of hope it isn't um i don't know i guess i i feel like a lot <laughs> a lot will come out of the emails in this one i think because i'm just feeling like i'm just watching all of our faces look, as we try to like I conclude just feel things like <laughs> it's a good episode it doesn't feel like a a penultimate episode it does it's Mm -hmm. it was hard to watch and some moments weren't great and i think they're all they've all been that way but it's hard to watch in a good way also in a like remembering and being really painfully it was a rough watch right rough and which i think a lot of them are you know so at least they're consistent in in that i just want to acknowledge like not bad rough I'm just curious. Um, oh, one one more thing I wanted to mention was yeah, I have more too. I like that. Um, well, of course, we got to get to Alana's. Yeah, wait, no, I just want, I have that stuff yeah. I want to talk about the show. Can I talk also well, without being in my? Yes, but I want to say something really I mean, quick. Save it for your thoughts. Save it for go, your okay, thoughts. Go That's ahead, Steve. Alana. I'm not saving for my thoughts, but go ahead, Steve. Um, all right. Well, then we'll just start Alana's thoughts right now. Okay. So can somebody acknowledge? Do I? You get it. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to say that I liked that mm-hmm. Ruby acknowledged that th- the reason why D was like dying w- was because of them. It was like on them. On who? I wanted that. On like who? from Letty and Montrose and Tick. Because they're like, oh. we tried to help her. We tried to. Th-, and they're like, no, fuck it. You guys all fucked up. This is all on you. And mm. I liked that because I, one of the problems I had with the episode before this one was everyone was just like, we don't give a fuck about D. We got our own shit going on. And everyone like, all ignored like, the fuck out of D. We care about D and then meanwhile not caring about yeah. D at all yeah. down here. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> and I think that it was good for Ruby to acknowledge that in the show because I wanted there to be like a, a moment where there was a realization, at least in some way, for the characters that um, their stupid shit they're up to is like important. But like there's a little girl who just lost her mom and dad and about to lose her own life and was about to die herself as being chased by demons and shit, which they couldn't have known, I guess. But it was like a dangerous time. She fucking, wouldn't have been cursed in the first um, place. Fucking uh, Emmett Till was like, you know, it was this funeral. It was like, it's a, it's a hard time yeah. for little kids. So it's like, you know, it was. I liked that there was an acknowledgement of that in this episode. Me I too. appreciated that. Well, while you're talking about You guys want to talk about when that guy's tits blew off? Or? I know. <laughs> I loved that. The nipple burst scene. Th- that was the tail of the creature, right? That made those holes. What? Yeah. No, it, he was wearing a black man's chest because his chest got fucked to death. Yeah, but the holes were from the creature that attacked him. It showed it in the preview too, or in the in the recap. Okay, I don't know. Remember in the recap when, or in the last episode when the cops all show up to kill Tick and Letty? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. that creature, that creature. Yeah, the creature jumps I, through I thought, and uses I you were its tail. About- and the tail stabs the nine through the creature's tail stabs through that police officer, and that's why his he has those holes. I didn't know the creature was such a nippy boy. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, can we talk about Steve and I both when we were in that before we go to the time and space travel place, dimension hop place? 
when we're still in like the bedroom area with D and all that drama, how very yes. soap opera y it felt. Yeah. Intentionally. We, we kept talking about we're like, my God. I mean, I guess and you were talking about anthology uh, Compounding anthology. Yeah, you got the right terms there. My, I'm truly fried this week. <laughs> Very busy, Carl. Four twenty, dog. Um, well, <laughs> no, I wish I had time for something else. But uh, the whole time in that very beginning part, we we're like, is this like the soap opera version one? Because what's going on? Did any? Did you feel this way, Braid? I'm trying to remember. It was like there was a moment where one of the sisters is talking to someone. Oh, no. Is it the dad and Tick? It was just like a couple of moments. Oh, yeah. This was. You know what I did? It it had to do with the lighting. And the lighting, too. Yeah. It was like Christina came in and was like, well, it doesn't really work out that way. And blah, blah, blah. It it felt very overlit. And yeah, it didn't feel like this show. But also there there was an incredible. At the time, I just felt like. But the content, what? too, because there were, like, it was two people talking through a drama they had. I think it was Tick and Montrose. And then Letty walks in, and she's kind of like, oh. And she overhears some drama and is like, and your stepbrother's a stepsister? Like, whatever. It just felt like like very soap yeah. opera content yeah, but then as there well. Were You're moments, just like, and you okay. know what? I feel but like- then there were moments where, like, the scene would end... And it would linger on the person for like way too long, and the music would be like, <laughs> and then there true. was there was one point where it was like, bum bum bum, like the big reveal on someone, and the camera pushes in like a soap opera moment. So there are quite a few. It felt references. like intentional though. Yeah, it really it did. Yeah, and I have to say, but confusingly intentional, I guess. Right, but because you brought up the the very specific type of lighting that's very soap opera looking. (laughs) I have to mention an incredible moment of lighting when uh, Ruby is in the like dungeon lab (laughs) with Christina (laughs) and she's looking at the woman who whose form she keeps taking in the coma and she's just sitting there next to her and the light through that window is like perfectly backlighting her and she has that perfect like mint colored refrigerator framing her and she just Oh, the light in that shot Ugh, it killed looked me. Like so he- beautiful. It looked like the heavens were lighting her. Yeah, and the way they made it feel practical and make sense, but also kind of like felt like it pushed the emotional story. Ugh, the whole thing. What yeah. about her outfit? <laughs> or am I going yeah, I don't to know. I mean, this is- It's the same outfit she wore last episode, and I said I love it. And you I know what I'm realizing? It felt, like, <laughs> it felt like they made this episode like second. And then they made uh, all the episodes in between. I know they didn't, but yeah. that's how, especially with like Tick and Montrose's relationship in this episode, felt like I'm glad that I feel like we have some catharsis there, and that mm-hmm. that there's some finality to their sort of tension. But we started this show with him looking for his father, so we built right. the whole show on like we got to find Tick's father, and then we found him. And I feel like three different times over the last three or four weeks. It's been like, that's it. We're done, you and me, dad. And then then the next episode, they just are back together. <laughs> yeah. There's not yeah. a lot of, you know what I mean? Like yeah. when, when Montrose killed the uh, the woman that they found in the Indiana Jones episode, I, I, th- I thought they were done then. He was going to kill him. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of keeps coming back. And there's really no, you know, 
So every time that he looks at him, he's like, when we're done with this time traveling adventure, we're really done this time. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I, think... I felt like we had seen that so many times. Yeah. But I think we're seeing Tick kind of learn a lot of things about his dad and, or, you know, his totally. surrogate dad, I guess. It's but, still his dad. It's just um, not, it's not his d- genetic dad. Yeah. And I think that like, to your point too, in the beginning, when you said in the beginning of the, this episode of this podcast, when you said that, um, you didn't think we needed to like see the dramatic reenactment of young uh, Montrose and and uh, George, and uh, I think though after him after coming to him and saying like we're fucking done after this, and then seeing all of that, and then seeing what he went through, and then that that moment at the at the fountain when when. Um, when he saw his, uh, you know, his dad and his friend and his friend's about to get shot. Like, I think we needed to see yeah. all those things because we were seeing them through Tick, right? Like, and I think... When, oh, no, I get... Yes. I see, I'm not I saying see what we you're saying. To see it yeah. thematically. Yeah. I'm saying, like, I'm watching that scene and going, this is an actor portraying this. Yeah. This is... They're reenacting this. And it's like, the idea of it is horrific. And the idea of it is so much worse and then seeing it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's this is kind of like Saturday Playhouse version of this. Right. When in my head, it was like, you know, it's like he's out in the front yard. It's whatever. Like, you think about it more as this kind of like dark, awful thing. Yeah. And it was the way they chose to present it, I didn't feel like conveyed that. I would have rather the camera stayed on tick and just you just heard it. Yeah, you didn't I guess need it to just see needed it. Like, to, it just needed to be there for tick obviously well, I think the, the scene but, was good right. but brett has a good point yeah. about that moment in the scene did not feel as intense as we made it feel because of knowing that that would be painful instead of feeling it from what we were seeing also i'm pretty sure the like when his dad's yelling at when uh, montrose's dad is yelling at him to grab a switch it's uh-huh. that same like vo you heard mm-hmm. In his like head, yeah, in his head in that earlier episode. I thought that was kind of melodramatic oh, that's too, cool. though, I when he was drinking. That. Yeah, which also, to your point, Brett, would have been interesting if we never saw that moment. It was just like an audio, yeah, moment. But the fact that it's connected kind of makes it interesting. I love that we got to see the mom and the brother and the, how the three of them interact. I thought that was really... Really emotional. Really helpful. And it was really nice to see the dad and the mother's dad and, and generally his family and how they would interact with um, Montrose's dad because you really got yeah. a feeling for... We're talking about like genetic lineage and like family trauma and to see the different ways in which things play out and stuff. I don't know. I just felt like that was really important and fantastic to see. Like they didn't have to show us any other people in his mother's family in this episode, but they did. Mm -hmm. And we really got to understand the the differences and all that. I thought it was really cool. Um, Alana, I'd love to just transition right into Alana's thoughts if we could, if you're okay with that. Sure. Does that sound good? Who too? I don't believe Me? it till I hear the song. That's so cute. Is it Alana's notes and we keep calling it Alana's thoughts? Well, 
You know, it started out as notes. It became thoughts. It's an evolution. It's an evolution, baby. It's an evolution. Uh, of course, the fashion school. The 1920s are my favorite, um, like, fashion era. I And, like, general cultural era in it, the U.S. I very much like. Well, not the U.S., Europe, I should say. Um, so I really liked a lot of these clothes. As soon as we saw... <laughs> I mean, there are so many of these melodrama moments, though. I want to talk about the clothes, but they all just relate to the storyline. Like when they show up in that hotel and Atticus just peeks out the window and he turns around and he's like, we're going to need to dress like them. I'm like, okay, might as well be animated. Are you kidding? Like he peeks out, he sees a rack of clothes and it happens to be the exact amount and size of outfits to fit them perfectly. (laughs) <laughs> like, okay. I but, mean, that's just TV shit. But it doesn't have to be quite. But okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm rather they. I would rather what they do you show want, a us shopping montage. No, I would rather they show <laughs> us how they get the clothes if they're gonna change them than have them just in 1920s clothes. That'd be worse. Well, that's what I'm saying. You want a shopping montage? No, I don't. I just don't want perfect. I want them to be like, where are we? Look through the closet and find like a hundred dresses and figure out which one or something. You know what I mean? I just want it to be not so easy. But like you can't a imagine that that's just what happened between that moment and the other moment, and they just so happened to find. Listen, Steve, I can imagine it. I'm just talking. We've spent this whole time talking about the the slight tweak of the filmmaking that we would prefer. That's and true. I'm not That's allowed true. to say a, a fashion one. No, no, you're, Come now. you're more than allowed. Okay. This is Alana's notes, for God's sakes. For God's sakes. Um, but as soon as I saw on the rack that dress, I was like, that is the dress from her dream where she's in the fire and she realizes she's pregnant with... Uh, Hannah, I think Hannah is the name of the ancestor who's like looking back at her pregnant holding the book. Anyway, so immediately I was like... Is there something to the amount of times people are like walking through fire? Well, as soon as I saw that dress, I thought, okay, well, obviously she's going to wear that dress and she's going to be pregnant and holding that book at the edge of a like fire-filled room. That's how the scene's going to end. Um, right, but I I thought we would get that like she's running through the burning building. I thought we would too. Seeing, I really thought yeah. we would too, and I was okay. kind of like, what? I think maybe that's what her walking through the burning town was meant to be, like with the bombs. But they kept it wide for so long. I didn't quite get that feeling. Also, what a horrific thing! I listened to the podcast afterward, and obviously they're going to keep to historical reality. But there really were airplanes that flew overhead and bombed the town, like fucking monsters like in the for the purpose of killing black people in the middle of a riot like we've had riots just this past couple of months like this year imagine Mm -hmm. if airplanes came to like try to control the riot what insane just drop bombs with literal bombs yeah just like yeah well that's that's insane it's insane it's awful it's it's one thing to be able to like have individuals mob up and be like, this is so insane and absolutely not excusable, but you can kind of understand how they might think they could get away with it. But like Mm -hmm. a fucking airplane full of bombs. Yeah. It's so fucked up. Um, I also have to mention the red dress that, uh, Christina was wearing in the beginning when she did all those, uh, spells and stuff. I loved that red dress so much. (laughs) <sighs> this is what Alana thoughts are, are for. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I want to hear. This yeah. is the good stuff. 
You guys didn't mention how absolutely disgusting the maggots were that crawled out of the arm of D. I seen them. That I seen it. I had to close. <laughs> I had to cover the screen from my eyes. That was so disgusting. To I me. liked it. It was like the evil was coming out of her. Yeah, and I it mean, was like yeah. all in the form of these like maggots that all flew off. It was, it was made for cool. you, so I'm glad you liked it. I thought it was cool, especially since I'd never, I guess I'd never seen the maggots like turn into flies and then fly away. That was I never like, seen thing. so many crawl out of a, but I guess you probably, I just haven't seen as many horrors. I don't need to keep talking about them. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen as many horrors <laughs> in my life. The kids like to go downstairs and watch the horrors. Oh God. <laughs> I hope nobody has to hear that in an honest way in their life. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, you're downstairs watching the horrors <laughs> again. Oh my god! You know you're not gonna be able to sleep, Bobby. Having nightmares, Bobby. There was a part that I really liked. I remember I got the chills, and I just wrote chills, but I don't remember which part it was. Was it when hip hip? <laughs> Hippolyta is like it might be when Hippolyta came back yeah oh it was because she had her whole spiel and yeah. we were just like oh yes yeah um that was cool I also have to just say in the last episode I thought okay Letty's pregnant but she's not showing yet even though she wears very tight stuff and she's like fit as shit so like if she had a bump it would start bumping I'm like all right you know, she's not showing yet. Okay. Everybody's different. It happens. Wait, I don't know how long it's been technically, but then a whole nother episode later, all sorts of stuff's ha been happening. She still isn't showing yet. And she's like, it's a boy. When are you going to the doctor? If you're pregnant enough no, in the fifties, no, no, no. she knows that because tick said it, right? No, she, this is before he found out in the future, but this is before tick before she and tick acknowledged to each other that they both know she's preg. She says in the beginning of the episode, I don't remember who she says it to. No, Tick knows she's mm. pregnant. Yes, but he doesn't know by her. They don't, they haven't talked together. The moment when she says, let's name him George, that's the first time they acknowledge to each other that they both know she's pregnant. That is the first conversation between the two of them. Are you sure? Yes, and they even mentioned it in the podcast, actually. Oh. Because, wow, you know. Wow, that's really unclear in the show then. Well, yeah. I mean, I was noticing it but i think i was more conscious of her pregnancy because frankly i'm like i was thinking if if it's to the point i don't know how far along she is right so i'm just suspending disbelief that she's not showing at all but like now she mm -hmm. says it's a boy and this is in 1950s doctor visits ability to know the sex of something I'm like i'm sorry she should be showing and it made me a little upset frankly i'm like i suspended disbelief for a while here but this is a bit much is it possible it's like a magic thing or like she just knows i or mean something? anything's possible in this show so like, i mean hopefully it's explainable because i don't like to think that they but if they never explain me. it would it be okay if it was like well i guess she just had like an intuition or something the way she said it and how logically driven she is, I don't. And I don't think mm. she would be against having a girl, so I don't think she would be like intuiting it on purpose mm. that way or anything. I don't know. I I wouldn't buy that. But I'm open whatever. It when the moment she said it's a boy, I have to tell you, I had like a good few minutes where I was like furious that they had her in not showing pregnancy at all and she's meant to be as far along to know it's a boy. Um but maybe it's just me not knowing 1950s stuff. Okay, so there's that. Maybe. <laughs> but I loved that scene. I love that she hot-wired the car for Tick. More of that, like, 
Letitia mm-hmm. fucking Lewis energy. Mm-hmm. Play the club. <clears throat> and fuck out of the clap. But to speak of we're, Where are we now, now, now. Say that again one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Where I don't know if it if I have it. Oh well. Did we ever have the rest of that? Yeah, clip we had you just two played. of them. The play, clip you just played. Oh, is the it first one? No, no, oh. no, no. Say that again one more time. Did I hear that right? <laughs> Who saved your asses? Leticia fucking Miller. Save their asses once again. Uh, what was I saying about her in the car? I loved that scene though, being that it was the first interaction about that she was the one that hotwired the car, and it was their first interaction about the kid. I thought that was very cool. There was some talk on the podcast, the HBO podcast about like, are we upset that Tick just let them split up even though she's pregnant and he should be protecting her and all that? Well, she's protected with magic. That's what I'm saying. I was like, yeah, it's fine. She's she's li- she's complete. What do you mean? She's totally protected. But I mean, OK, I, well, I feel it. like even she kind of forgot she was protected. I think she just isn't certain because, you know, she doesn't want to be like, that's fine. I'll jump off a cliff. But I mean, like, I mean, she got hit with a bullet last week and it pinged off and she got shot again in this episode. True. And she, yeah. And a monster came up to protect her. So running as if she needed to get away from bullets. I think it's still scary to have like some white men with bullets chasing after you. I bet. I don't know how far her protection goes, but I wonder if they could like physically do things to her. Mm. I don't know. It kind of looks like it's a shield, like a little force field around it her. It does look that way, but I would have to think back about all the people who had that shield and think about if they were hurt. You know what I mean? Because maybe you could still be choked, but you can't die. Yeah. You can't be suffocated yeah. to death. Do you know what I mean? It, oh, yeah. Like uh, when Christina gets killed, this is why it was coming to my mind. When she tries to get killed the way Emmett did, and oh, she can, right, she gets right. beat to shit, bloody everywhere. Right. So she still goes through the pain. Interesting. Which is probably that is interesting. Part Why of what, would it be possible for her to even be shot? Well, I don't think they didn't shoot her. They beat her. They did shoot her. They shot her like a couple of times. Go in. Yeah. Oh, we got holes. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe that's different. No, no, types no. It of didn't protection. go in. I thought it no, did. They shot her, and she fell down, and then she looked for like a wound but there was blood and it wasn't there no the blood is from them beating her and putting the barbed wire around her and stuff and they beat her really bad for quite a while all i know is is that when he was hold when she when letty was holding that woman's hand when the flames were like yeah burning her she didn't get burned her hand didn't get burned until she let it go it's true that's and then a, when she let it's go a real question now hand, it like lit up on fire yeah that's a real question yeah. now like what really maybe there's different types of protection and the one letty has is like a t- like a little force field outside of your body a little bit yeah, okay. and it just protects you from like projectile things and i think it's the... like the magnet on worms yeah it, like, it'll protect <laughs> you from something yeah you know that one everything oh yeah i know that one Alana, you know. You 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 need to shoot him. <laughs> um wait well, uh, about the protection. I think the reason we didn't say this last episode, but I wanted to say it cuz I don't know, I think it's interesting. I think the reason that Christina is down and even suggested that she would put the protection on Letty is because of the baby in her belly. I think she wants that baby to be born and and exist. And I think that's the reason that Letty has been so important to her this whole time. 
I think it's not because Letty had some bloodline connection. It's because she's going to mother this kid. Dude, can I tell you when shit was going down, uh, when she was walking so slowly through the fire, <laughs> I thought, oh, fuck, the, the portal's going to close and Letty's baby's going to be like Tick. And that's why it's going to be confusing over who's tick fa- Tick's father is because he's his own father. Whoa. <laughs> and I was like, we're going to get into some shit right here. I mean, because uh, I also thought it, it certainly could have gone there. Well, I thought Tick's dad was going to stay like the way that yeah, he was just standing so there too. watching and the thing was going to close. I'm like, he's going to be there and he's going to like be with Letty. And then somehow he's going to be Tick's dad. But it's like I, I was like, this is going to be crazy. This is going to be crazy. Speaking <laughs> yeah. of weird theories, I also have a theory that the person with a robot arm that pushed Tick back that he mm-hmm. mentioned in the pre- previous episode from the future. I think it's either going to be Christina and because she is immortal oh. or it's going to be Hippolyta and she will be somehow immortal. Uh. You don't think it's going to be D? I Seems like D's okay, but we'll see. It could be. I mean, it could but be. But her arm. But I know. All, like magneted her, up. But her arm was better already better. before that. So yeah. Listen, I don't know. when I watched, when I was younger, and I would watch <laughs> the horrors. Yeah. The oh, the if horrors. you got a maggoty <laughs> arm, Go downstairs and there's a robot Bobby. arm, that's your arm. <laughs> you boys want some Dorito <laughs> chips down there? Um, God. Guys, our special guest is uh, is kind of on the on the horn soon but i don't want to rush you through alana's notes but i just want to that's pretty it much just feels like exactly what you're doing no no please continue <laughs> no, no, thank you. i'm just saying okay we, the, you know, the last thing i want to say is i really to. loved the sister connectedness in the very beginning of the episode only between letty and ruby that mm-hmm. i felt like it was a fantastic plus they did this episode and i don't know why i think this is so interesting but i'm just gonna say it um it, when I was listening to the HBO podcast, they always have suggest like kind of like further reading suggestions at the end if you want to know more about the topics covered in the episode. And they mentioned that I think she wrote a book, The Last Survivor of the Tulsa Riots. Her name's Olivia Hooker, passed away in 2018. And that just somehow made it so much more grounded into our time this time, whatever, yeah. that I felt like I should mention it. Yeah. The last survivor. Died in 2018. The last one. Yeah. Wow. Damn. And she, I think she's <laughs> written a bunch. They, they said to, there's um, like books and whatnot if you Google her name. I mean, it really does put things into perspective as far as time is concerned with how not long ago it was that that actually happened. Yeah. That's like, it kind of breaks your brain a little bit when you think about that. Yeah. My grandma's 101 and I'm always like, you were there in World War Two. Do you like, think she you had a job during it? I'm sure. I mean, she lived during it. You should ask her about it. Like if well, like from I her guess living she was born in 1918, 19, 20, 21. She'd be three years old when it happened. So I'm sure she heard mm-hmm. about it, but she wasn't like right, right. And she didn't live in Oklahoma, so right. right. So you know, yeah, sure, sure. But whatever, I should ask fine, her, I suppose. Sure. I guess, I guess, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought to ask. All it. right. Um, any more thought? Any more notes, Alana? No, that's I say. All right, my gr- my greatest. Oh, thank you. That's the end of Alana's thoughts. Notes. Yeah, my baby. 
Stanford, Steve, can you guys pat your heads and rub your belly yeah. or whatever it is? Pat head, yeah. rub belly. No. No? I'll do it up I here. I mean, I can, but it's only in the succession of it. It has to pat when I'm at the top. <laughs> I got to say, I feel very skilled right now. <laughs> ah, we're back. Ah, what the hell? hell? Who's, Who's this? this? Over here. Is this Taryn Placky? It is. <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> Guys, we have special guests. For those of you listening to this, you can't see that suddenly Taryn Placky, Kevin Placky's sister, mm-hmm. is on the first time show. And we have to talk about why this is happening and how this is happening. But first you think of people all, are going to know it's a totally different day. <laughs> are we keeping that under wraps? <laughs> well, we record all of these in advance because HBO sends us the episodes. Oh, God. Uh, oh. <laughs> but uh, so Taryn, know how the sausage is made. Uh, so we can't talk about sausages. That's illegal. So yeah. Taryn <laughs> is. Uh, so Kevin hit me up like uh, like a few months ago or something, or when I was starting the show, or a couple episodes into the show or something, and he was like. Dude, my sister is watching Lovecraft Country, and she would love to talk about the show if you would ever like to have her on the show. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, of course I'd love to have her on the show because I've reached out I've reached out to a few people, but I've always wanted to have more than one fucking girl on the show. Ah, Excellent. And you... We're all cheering. <laughs> yeah. All of us girls. It's just, you know, it's been a sausage fest on the first time show, but every once in a while we'll have... I think one time we had Alana and Rachel Evans on at the more same time. More than one. We had a, a slew of us together, which yeah. is so yeah, but anyway. Um, right, but that doesn't support this narrative. No, not at all. But so, um, so of course, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, Taryn. So we've been trying to get you on the show, and yes. now we finally got you on the show. So welcome to the first Thank time show. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited, too. This is great. So what, I mean, have you been listening to the first time show? You can say I, no. This, this one I have because the other ones, I, I haven't watched the shows, so I need to be able to watch the show and listen to them. But for this these, this season, I've been listening to all the episodes. Oh, my god. And goodness. every time you didn't have a guest, I was like, could have been me. Put me in, coach. <laughs> could have been it. Well, the show's ending now, which is like, this is the next step, or the le- the next episode the is land, the land, last land, episode. Land, land, land. The <laughs> The last episode, <laughs> the next episode is the last episode. But yeah, if the they, last episode is the next episode. And today is tomorrow is tomorrow is today. <laughs> but um, uh, if there's another season, we'll have to have you back, obviously. Excellent. Thank you so much. Yeah. Unless yeah. I do terribly today, then you don't. Oh, have yeah. To. No, no. This is certainly like a, a test of more than anything. <laughs> yes. This will not go up if it doesn't work. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Brett's just like, yeah. <laughs> Brett, no, I mean, Brett's like I'm not recording it. again. What are you I talking can speak, about? So that's oh, you're fine. no, it's that's gonna you're be fine. good. You're We've doing talked great. Long enough, all is <laughs> yeah. well for sure. You have what appears to be a, a you know consistent internet connection, which is really <laughs> yes. the only requirement. Uh, yeah. You're in. Excellent. You're oh my so. gosh. <laughs> um, but Taryn, really quick, because the three of us already kind of talked for uh, almost uh, forty minutes about yeah. the episode humble brag humble brag <laughs> oh so gosh. but if you want to take a second or two to just tell us what you thought you only have two seconds of the episode <laughs> i'll be timing you don't worry no pressure um but yeah you know if you want to just kind of put your thoughts on it like what'd you think of the episode 
of this episode, I I was re I was very excited by this episode. It was exhausting to me. I'll be honest. It went really fast. Like when it was over, I couldn't I couldn't believe that it was done. Yeah. Um. And it was it was you know there was just a lot that happened. But I was like, this is what I've needed for like the last few episodes where I was kind of like, all right we got to start wrapping it up or I'm going to feel slightly like a little lost. And I felt like a lot of things came together that I was excited about. I was really excited that we all know what we all know now too. Yeah. That was a big thing for this episode for me that I was like, Oh, no more secrets. Like we've all, it's all out there. Yeah. And I guess it's like, it is pretty clear what, what the final thing that needs to happen is, I guess. Is it? What is? Well, that we need to stop. I guess we need to, we, for some reason we need to stop. Well, no, we need I know to stop why we need Boris to stop. and Natasha. We need to stop Christina from killing Tick somehow. Yeah. We don't want Tick to die. So like yeah. there has or to be. Or we find a way to make peace with it what because if we maybe need it's Tick gonna to die. die. I mean, if yeah. Tick needs to die, then that would really suck. It would. But, but if it, he needs to die it, for it's others, it's great to having live. you here because we spent the last forty minutes focusing on the negative elements of this episode. Oh no! It feels like you're coming. We liked it. We just we, we just kind of honed in on the negative. Yeah. So we had a nice lot to say. I, I do a little bit a of a positive very... outlook. Yeah. Okay. I try. Yeah. <laughs> Because I did feel I'm like, man, we really were hard on this episode. This was not this was far from the worst episode of the season by any means. Right. Agreed. I think yeah. the overall. Yeah. The overall takeaway was like, yeah, there's room for improvement. But I think that it's the show has tailored us to want something very specific from these episodes. Yeah. And this was another sort of break from form in that it was like a traditional episode of a, you know, yeah. penultimate episode of a season. So that yeah. so, so now that Taryn's here. I- we each have to say something oh, that we really liked about the episode. <laughs> well, that's the thing is I didn't want 40 minutes of us being like, yeah, and then this wasn't that yeah. great and this. And then Taryn comes in and is like, this, it was all great. And we're like, mm-hmm. No, Taryn. <laughs> you wanted to put it all out on the table. Taryn yeah, can yeah. light up. I do have a very important question okay. that I want to know okay. if anybody else has an answer to. Why didn't the book burn? Same. Oh, I had that same question. Same. I think. Okay, so we talked a little or, bit. Or uh, actually, not why did the why didn't the Burke book burn? The I'm Burke okay Burke? with that. I I was. Why didn't the Burke burn? <laughs> Are you <laughs> watching your horrors? Um, <laughs> why didn't Brooke Burke so, show up? It's why not why Burke did the Burke burn? burn, the burn. The it's why. It's how did Letty know it wouldn't burn? Yeah, how yeah, she yeah. Have that it's not yeah, just a book; it's yeah. a sliver of paper too. Wait, wait. Why yeah, did Brooke that too, Burke that was stuck somehow to it? <laughs> why didn't Brooke Burke burn the book? Why buck, didn't buck, Brooke buck, Burke burn the book? About if you had some buck, 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 buck. All right. You just buck, because you at just first I was like, oh, it's because thing. she's touching it, and then I was like, nope, she's touching the woman, but and she burned. I think. Okay, so we talked a little bit about how it seems like. She has kind of like a force field around her. And when like the bullets were hitting her in the last episode, it looked okay. like the yeah. force field would kind of light up around like kind of like a a few yeah. centimeters away from tick, her body. Right? Well, no, the creature jumped out and, then, yeah. and stopped the bullets for from. No, tick. no, no. But when the creature came up to them. It no, I think the creature she was I, holding no, on to him. The creature is stops protection. I think it's her protection. That's what I thought. Oh, it's ticks. No, protection. it's ticks protection because monsters yeah, did the spell. On, oh, 
Oh, I was. Yes, I remember that, but I was not yet convinced. Well, we don't know I was like, sure. maybe the shit. spell worked. Well, but he did say, you did a damn spell on me on, in this episode <laughs> when Montrose said no more spells, remember? Anyway, oh, yeah, but, the, yeah. but the point I'm trying to make is. We don't know how much magic they know. All The point I'm trying to make is, is that I think she has like a protective force field around her that's kind of like roughly the shape of her body or around the shape of her body. <laughs> yeah, that's a force field. And I think that if she keeps the the like book close to her, it'll keep it from being burnt. I think that's one solution. Another Potential. one is is that it's a magic book. Maybe magic books don't burn. No, but, then, wait, but, but it, it was burnt. Exactly. Exactly. So, exactly. And also, also why oh, yeah. wasn't she hurrying a little bit more at the oh, end? Oh yeah. We've been saying we got this. it. We dug into that. We dug she right was in. slowly very slow. Yeah, that I had a big problem. Yeah, it was. It was. We were t- that's those are the complaints about the direction where we were like, "You okay. want us to be on a ticking clock, or or do you want us to care about her epic moment? Or exactly. what's happening?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not yeah. only that, it was like because we did talk a lot about how it was like, "Man, Hippolyta's like dying," and you're like <laughs> taking a stroll down like she's got Main milk Street coming USA. out of her mouth. Y- but it, yes, <laughs> but it's like, but um. Not only that, though, we didn't. We kind of only barely mentioned that this is all for D. Like they need to hurry back for That's, for yeah. D. Cause, yeah, because she's still not like she has like twelve hours yet. or whatever. Yeah, before yeah. she's expired. It's like at least yes. hurry back for D. Like yes. they, not only did they like not give a shit about D in the last episode. Yes, but in this one they were Ruby straight up tells them that she is basically dying because mm-hmm. of you. And they're like, fuck, we fucked up. But then like later on, Letty's like, I'm gonna walk like a badass through this fire. Yeah, yeah. She's quick. like, you know, I still need my moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I that I had a lot of issues with a lot of things in that part. Yeah. I, that's been my one thing in the show that there's a lot of loose ends. You guys have talked about it too. Yeah. Like and I felt like there was definitely moments of that in this episode that I've sort of just come to accept. Like Maybe we just have to be okay yeah. that things happen okay. I'm just glad we all yeah. got to say one thing we liked about the episode. I was getting for ready real. for mine, and okay, mine go was ahead, everything Brett. with Hippolyta was amazing. Okay, we'll go uh, in oh, order. Like, her we'll go- levitating? Yeah. What? Agreed. Are we doing it in order? Well, you're doing it in the order of Steve's of screen. my screen. So, so you're not going to know. Okay. You go first. Yeah, Brett. everything with Hippolyta was amazing. <laughs> it was the visuals of it, everything. The hair change. The drama of her return. Everything mm-hmm. she said was cool. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was for every second that she was on screen. By the way, the hair change, not so subtle reference to Dee's comic book character with blue hair. Oh, I don't think it's a reference. Mm-hmm. I think it's like part of her merging like with her part thing. of her because yeah. she was just in that Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. so much oh, uh, I, I think it was yeah, like coming together yeah. great thing Brett okay my thing that I love really a lot was the the triumphant return and I, I didn't think we were gonna see it again but I love that Portal came back my favorite character in the show is Portal <laughs> so far and I love that it's like glitchy paint br- like, pl- like paint Plink. it's like a paint splotch yeah. like Portal that's like I love how like unstable it is and it's going through all the dimensions and stuff and then she like fucking fine tunes it and you see Mm -hmm. like 
Tulsa, uh, what is it, 1920s? 1921. Yeah. Yeah. Doctor Who was a good call out earlier. Yeah. Dude, for sure, because she like totally. That, it definitely felt like, oh, the doctor's here now. Right. Hippolyta <laughs> just like runs over the machines, like, give me two hours. I can fucking fix this thing. And it's like, what? And then I loved. I also got a little lost, and I wasn't sure if it was just my thing that I missed something that how she was the one that was going to be the motherboard of it, and like how she was able to, like, set it to be was that because of the yeah her implant okay. from her okay. future implants um that okay. the it's that like beyond say gave her yes she's learned so much or something and evolved well so much. i think it's like i, mean, I got I, questions I, too, I, that's said, what i was gonna mention in my favorite in my favorite moment thing was that um when she mentions that um we need like coordinates like right now what it is is it's an interdimensional it's like it can show yeah. you different dimensions but if but i pull pick it. if i pull this fucking thing out and plug it into a motherboard we can zero in on a time and go time traveling and so mm. and i loved in that moment when she's like we just need a motherboard and Letty was like, well, the hell's a motherboard? And uh -huh. it was like, I know what a motherboard is. And <laughs> yeah, you guys have heard yeah. of what motherboards are. And the fact that she she's the motherboard essentially was really cool because she is essentially new technology, even in the current day of the show in the 50s. She's like, you know, com like future she's computer planet technology. She's Planet 5 technology. She's Planet 5 technology. 5, yeah. 2, 3, 1 or whatever. <laughs> whatever, yeah. But oh. anyway, I just loved that the portal came back and we got to see it. And I love that when it got to 1921 and it looked like Hi Hippolyta had, had like locked it in, it still looked really dangerous and unstable. And I loved that like at any moment anything could go wrong and I really felt that way about that moment. And when they jumped into the portal or whatever the time machine it was just a really like tense moment that worked really well for me that i loved a lot cool yeah so yeah. alana you're next well <laughs> I, uh, I was gonna say something about your moment about her oh i have i've just been suspending this because it's true in every episode we get like 14 episodes worth of information so like don't even try but i am she said she spent 200 i heard a clip repeated and it was the only time i was able to process what she said she spent 200 years on planet five something something yeah mm -hmm. 200 years so like how does well, that what would equate work? to 200 yeah she years said the equivalent but she said she was on years. earth five something something so it's like a version of earth if not the actual yeah, earth. yeah she was in a different dimension not in a different time i know but if she lived for 200 years in another dimension equivalent of earth years and then comes back here but she hasn't aged it just means that the time i just don't think you know place, enough about yeah. earth 357 yeah, right. okay. Well, that's why I suspended disbelief. And before, maybe you should so read a book, Alana. <laughs> I guess I'll just keep it. Was that to your myself. one good thing about the episode? No, that was my question <laughs> off of your one good thing. I think I said my good thing. My okay, favorite yeah. good thing was that the sisters um yeah. were so like a unit tight together bonded at the beginning of the episode. Uh the sisters meaning Letty and Ruby. And yes. I liked that. And I love what you said about that their the secrets were like pretty much done being secrets by the end oh my god what a weight off the shoulders that felt like serious yeah 
Yeah, and I felt like that helped them all kind of be a unit because nobody had anything that they were like trying to keep from anybody else anymore. Right, except it was kind of a nice release. Except yeah. in the preview, did you see the preview for the next episode? No, I, I don't didn't. Remember okay, it. well, I'll, I, you, if you don't mind, if no, go spoil ahead. Some moment in the teaser. No, that's but fine. There's a moment where it sounds like Tick. I don't know who it is exactly, but the but the line I'm paraphrasing it is, "I hope you're okay with just one more secret." Or, oh gosh! Like, remember that line? It was something like that. Oh, no. But it's like, so I guess there is yeah. one more secret. I'm sure there is. Look at the show. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but, but it at least he's also standing over a like Evil Dead style cabin. <laughs> yeah, with like a red, red light. underneath it. So <laughs> I just remember seeing red. I, think, I don't think like... we're gonna like get all the answers next week. I think, it, and it said the final episode of this season. <gasps> Oh, so okay. it didn't say the final episode of the series wow. or the final episode. Um, they call it this, the season. Taryn, would you like to no, say I'm one not, more good thing? Oh, oh, you oh, skipped me a day. Oh, I thought you said Oh, no, it. you didn't. You didn't skip me, but I thought of another thing. <laughs> oh, okay. A lot of notes. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. Um, <laughs> this isn't a positive thing, but I just have to say, I'm now that we have opinions, I, I really question that Tick's dad, Tick's dad, it seemed like his, like, underlying thing he was saying Montrose was that he gave up all this stuff in order to be Tick's dad and although I can hear a character tell me and I'm meant to trust him like okay but I just don't think that's to me I would be like no you didn't you're lying like that's you your goal wasn't to be Tick's dad like you're you're the thing that you wanted most on this planet was to be Tick's dad I just kind of felt like it's not a shameful thing to be like my most guiding light in this planet wasn't my child. That's fine. We just saw Hippolyta do that. Be like, I love my kid like I nothing else, but it's not my day. guiding light. <laughs> <laughs> and like some people have that. Sure. Like I was born to be a mom and it's my number one thing. Okay. But I just didn't feel like that was Montrose's thing. And then he said it and I was supposed to feel this like bond and connection between them. And I'm like, uh, I am I alone in having ha had that feeling? I think you well for me you are but oh, i understand okay. i hear you i just think that we're not really taking into account that like when montrose's wife came like basically revealed that she was pregnant and he said he like he kept his mouth shut about it or whatever she still had the child and she still had tick and to me it feels like what I got from that moment was is Montrose saw Atticus for the first time probably and was like, oh, this is my son and this uh, this this is the only thing that matters to me So I'm going to treat him like shit and be terrible. Well, yeah, but that's no, my biggest but, problem. But he's also dealing with all that other yes, shit. Yes, but, like, like, but that's fine if Tick isn't his guiding light. But if Tick is his like guiding light's purpose on this planet, like you think mm. he would at least be hurting and doing problems but also trying to be there you know what i mean he'd have more of an active push pull yeah. instead yeah, of just a push away yeah and i i have to say it would be a different statement if he said once i knew you existed like once i knew your mom was pregnant or whatever you became the thing i was living for and the reason i gave stuff up like that's a different statement from saying mm. you're the thing you're the reason i gave up all these things and have been living for my whole life essentially like mm. i've always just wanted a kid like i don't buy it Right. And also, like, all the things he's doing on the side, I know he's finding his gay community, and it's in the ballroom scene, and it's, like, fantastic and killer, but all of these are really, like, 
not about kids life experiences and for him to be like my guiding light was having a child i'm like i just don't it's okay if it wasn't this is like um this is the part of the podcast where we're being positive about i'm the sorry episode of i don't <laughs> i just want to Taryn, okay, you want to bring uh, it I'm back? Done, yeah, I'm done. No, I was, to I was I'm just going to talk about how I completely agree with Alana. And I've kind of had a problem with Tick's dad, like believing Tick's dad a lot through it. He's given yeah. us a lot of mm-hmm. reason to question him. So it was hard in that moment to be like, oh, okay, now I, I you know, I, yeah. yeah. I also was confused because he was like, I'm gonna go save Thomas. And then he was like, think about it. And then he was like, I've thought about it. And yes. I was like, just right now? Yes. And then he was like, like just it's kidding. It's all for you. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, Which uh, I think, yeah. It's almost like the show doesn't totally know <laughs> what Nick's dad is all about. Or because I'm like, if they do know what he's all about, then he's a piece of shit and we shouldn't care. Yeah. Everything he's done that the show has shown us, he's kind of just been a piece of shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, kind of a selfish shit. But they keep and showing we've us seen all the him terrible go through, like, shit kind of he's an gone evolution. through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. No, I get struggles it. However, helps, but. You know, it's it's a question of does does your upbringing or does like trauma in your past justify you causing trauma? in your present i don't think it does but that's the question you have to answer that the que- that the show is asking you they just talked so about to that and i'm like you know that's a tough sell for me for a, mm-hmm. for a main character yeah they just talked yeah. about that on the podcast on the hbo podcast this episode they said it's talking about it doesn't justify it but it helps explain it and that there's a difference between the things and like yeah of course and that's like psychology stuff uh, amen yeah. absolutely but you're you're kind of proving our arguments here in the show though a little bit by saying that yeah no i just think like montrose i i don't know i want to i want to believe that the show has a very clear direction for him that they're like taking us on this kind of sordid journey mm-hmm. to really to really like blow our minds when the, when they land this plane I'm worried that they don't have that. I hope that they do because it feels like we've been through a lot with him. Mm-hmm. I want I want to make sure that it's all building towards something. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. You know, like even this episode, I feel like I'm like if if my dad beat the shit out of me when I was growing up, and then I went back in time with him, and he's like, "See, my dad beat the shit out of me too." I would be like, I, I, "Fuck you, man." Yeah. This is what you brought me back in time for. Like right. that doesn't excuse what you did. Right. And so to that end. But that's me. That's like a personal, you know. I feel like I would. I agree. I feel like they'll probably not give us more of Montrose now because now it's like about Tick and like um, the baby and Letty and the baby. So I, if he went back, I I, I thought they gave us a moment where it's like, oh, he's not going to go back. I would just be surprised if in Mm. the next episode we got any more Montrose storyline. I don't think so either. I'd be surprised. Um, But you know, whatever. Taryn's positive. I okay, Taryn's positive. What's we your keep positive? Interrupting Taryn? Sorry. <laughs> um, I I was excited that Hippolyta came back mm-hmm. because I felt like when it was sort of given to her the choice, and it was like I have this daughter. I was kind of bothered that I was like, so was I. I mean, yeah, she's been offered this and that's great, but it like kind of made me sad that she was able to be like, bye family and right. my young child. Um, and so I was kind of glad that she got to like, that she made the choice to come back. And I was excited to hear that she still did a lot of stuff 
while while she was away um and that it does seem like it helped her like i did think i was i was glad that she she made that decision i agree with that yeah Uh, all right well i love that taryn thank you for that thank you for bringing us back to a positive place (laughs) <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's jump into these damn emails, huh? We've we talked so much yeah. about the episode. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. It's, it's, it's okay. It's all right. We could talk yeah. about the damn episode. All right. Here's the email oh, yeah. time. Look who's here. <laughs> Fuck your daughter. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Brett, what the heck? How much money would it take to make you spend a night in a cemetery? (laughs) All right. Someone sent us an email about episode eight. But said that Misha Green had a Q&A on Twitter. Remember we talked yes. about this, like, I think? Yes, yes. What was that? I don't know, like a digital fart. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Misha, or I'm sorry, hi, hi, I can't pronounce this person's name. Can we turn up the way we hear you? What do you mean? The C's. Oh, that. oh, oh, I see, I see, yes. Oh, hang on, okay. hang on, hang on. No, 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 that doesn't do it. You know, just put it back. Put it back. Here, I got some. Put it back. Put it back. Put it back. Like, the music's here, and you guys are, like, here. You can turn the music down a little Oh, I'll turn the music down. Yeah. Oh, cool. Is that better? It's better. Let's get it. Does that sound good? (laughs) Sounds better. Better. Better, but not good. Are you going to do something or are we going to move I, on? Or? I can't tell if I need to do something. <laughs> no, no, say, you're good. Let's just sit oh, in silence okay, and right. wonder. I, yeah. I, I thought someone Before was going to say something. I literally couldn't hear you. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Brett, that arm looks like it's going to grab you always. Every <laughs> time I look. Yeah. Someone said two episodes left to find out because someone asked, where did Gia run off to? But we already got the answer to that one. Um, please, please tell me what Christina did to Letty. Oh, okay. Misha Green says, first of all, Marion, black girls of NYU. Hell yeah. Second of all, she gave her back. I say back because Samuel gave it to Letty first to heal her from the gunshot wound in episode two. The mark of Cain, which is Samuel's invulnerability spell. Well, that's the same thing Christina has. Wait, what? Oh, that was a bad sound. Yeah, sorry. Wasn't as bad on our end. It's usually pretty bad. <laughs> I don't know why it wasn't as bad on your on my end. Huh, how weird. Um, <laughs> we've got this thing maxed out so we can hear you. Misha Green says she gave her back the mark of Cain which is Samuel's invulnerability spell. And I guess Samuel gave it to Letty to heal her from the gunshot wound in episode two, yeah. but took it away, I guess. Yeah. So Christina gave it back. Okay, so that confirms that, because Christ- what Christina has is an invulnerability 
spell Mark of Cain as well. Like she physically has that Mark of Cain we saw. They told us that's the Mark of Cain. So Letty must have that somewhere. So what we mentioned earlier before you're here, Taryn, was that mm-hmm. when Christina got um, attempted to have herself killed in the way that Emmett Till was killed, yeah. she was able to get bloody and have problems happen to her, but she couldn't die. But but Letty can't, can be in a fire-filled room and not get burned whatsoever. And we're curious about the inconsistencies there. And now oh, we have confirmation. Oh, wow, yeah. So it is the same spell, so I'm a little confused, but we'll leave that mm. for next episode, maybe. Thoughts? Or, or we just... <laughs> or we throw it in the air and have a party. It. Maybe we'll just accept it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's... that's Yeah, that's similar to kind of the book thing for me. A little bit of like an inconsistency or something that isn't... That's... I Yeah, I didn't think about that. That it is the same... Huh. <laughs> yeah, that came up earlier. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, hey, it is a TV show, right? I'm ready to hate on the episode now. Let's uh, go back. I know. We've, we've set a bad precedent. <laughs> I know. We have said so many. Because you're at the penultimate. You have to. Everything has to start making sense. So we're, well, we're digging know, for it. I want to know when does the Lovecraft Country book come in? Has he read it? Oh, that he's holding. Yeah, he said because yeah, he, he knows he, he read does. it. He read it. He talked about reading it. Right? Yeah. Because he knows well, that Tick he dies. Yeah. yeah, Tick. Yeah. Tick being the Is that king. who you're talking about? Yeah, Tick read it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. TikTok, yeah. when's the next email? <laughs> I'm still in the same one, TikTok. Okay, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some more from Misha Green. Someone said the twins. What are their significance? The Topsy and Mopsy? Topsy you know and Bopsy, I think. She said, reading the Devil Doll chapter in By Matruff's novel... And being a huge fan of A Nightmare on Elm Street. I read this one. I wanted to create our version of Freddy Krueger, and nothing is scarier than real American history, minstrel shows, and Uncle Tom's Cabin. Well, we know how to scare Misha Green, I'll tell you. Um, was minstrel D- shows, anyone? Was D smelling <laughs> the cops' rotting flesh when she busts in on them? I'm fascinated by how the magic system works on different people. Definitely a price to pay for certain things. Misha Green says, You may have noticed all the flowers around Captain Lancaster's office. I believe they would support your theory. (gasps) That's cool. That's fun. I like that. All right. Thank you for sharing that. Highlight. Someone named Highlight. This is the kind of stuff we should be noticing, guys. We have a podcast about this show. I know, I know. (laughs) Uh, Max sends an email saying, Danny DeVito, the gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) Hi, first time show. With the season ending soon, it only seemed right that we have Danny DeVito clips for this show too. The first clip is just for the whole show in general. And the second clip is about the that high heel rape scene by Ruby. All right. Can't wait. Same. <laughs> Truly. All right, Max. Here's the first clip. I don't know. My world is turned upside down right now with this audio. White man, get down. Whoa. White man, get down. Oh, is that Danny DeVito yelling, white man, get down? Yes. That's about the whole show. And here's the second one. And by the way, 
I thought the rape scene went really well. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Applicable. <laughs> thanks, Mac. Max. Macaulay. Thanks, Macaulay Culkin. Steve likes to leave out the last letter of each name. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> How's that sound for everybody? Is that good? <laughs> All right. Next one comes from Wazy Jazz saying, are Atticus and Letitia good main characters? Oh. Lovecraft Country episode nine. Hey, a friendos. Really quick. I was thrilled to hear that most of you guys still love Doctor Who. And just as a follow up to that quickly, I'd love to know which of the monsters slash villains on that show are your favorites? I think mine's the Weeping Angels because it's just a cool idea done perfectly every time they show up. Save it for the Doctor Who podcast. <laughs> Anyways, I think it's fair to say I agree more with Brett on the whole with this series than anyone else. I also think the show is more interesting when Atticus and Letty aren't the focus for the episode, despite having a bit of a crush on both of them. That's understandable. Yeah, same. Tick kind of seems like he's headed down the path to be an antagonist more and more with each episode, and I'm not here for it. <laughs> Just to be frank, I think the first half of, half of this episode sucks up until they go back in time. Everything feels rushed and just an excuse to get to the past. That being said, once they are in the past... The episode works perfectly. It's just a shame the beginning is so uninteresting. I do think Letty walking through explosions crying is a great visual, though. Sure. That's the that's what's great about that. I like, listen, I've always liked strong opinions. Also, I'd like the withdraw six feet under as my choice for the next show and submit Mr. Robot. It's a really cool show about hackers, to put it loosely, and it's criminally underseen. It's oh. also only 46 episodes over four seasons, if that helps sell it. Although, at this point, I'm sure you guys have decided already. Only 46. Ciao for now. Yashu. Yashu, bro. Yes, we have decided already. <laughs> Israel Chavez Lopez. <laughs> Hi, BB. It's Corey in the house. Um, <laughs> Corey in the house. Taryn, what are your thoughts on Corey in the house? Do you know what it is? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. You're talking about the spinoff of That's a Raven? That's correct. Okay. He lived in the White House? Yes. <laughs> correct. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, that's about all I remember about it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's Israel, my thought. Israel Chavez Lopez <laughs> sends an email saying, Hello, BB boys and summer girl. Ecuadorian boy Israel here. First of all, shout out to the Valley Folk Twitch channel. It's really cool to interact with you guys in real time. The karaoke was amazing. Steve, your voice is godlike. Whoa, it's hold true. on. It's true. Wow. Steve has an amazing voice. I'm sorry. That's a lot. Well... Wow. Uh, and he says he farts every time he gets a compliment. <laughs> he says his name is Stratosphere on Twitch. Now oh, okay. to the episode. It's very hard to believe that all of this actually happened in the U.S. Such a big part of history that should be taught in every school. 
mm-hmm. like this kind of time travel. The closed loop is good because it keeps things tight. Uh, avoid loose ends while also having cool payoffs, like Tick being the bat guy. The shot Wait, where what? Montrose... What? He's a bat? Oh, the bat. The okay. bat. I was picturing a flying yeah. bat. The shot where... I do Mon- feel like closed loop time travel is all we're getting now, though. Yeah. Like, nobody wants to hang their dick out there. Right, because everybody just really jumps a, on it. Really make a sound of thunder style. You're everything gets about- fucked up. The second you go back in time, everything's fucked. So you're talking about content in general. Right. Okay. Yeah. I see. Did you guys get Back to the Future vibes when she sat that picture up? Like on the thing? Oh. God damn it, Steve. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I'll tell you, I think it was that same Universal People lot. People are that new Back tricks, the and now <laughs> they're fucking with my head. Yeah, everybody uh, needs to be watching what, the video. Back to the Future vibes from what? The when they took the when they got the picture of the three of them and oh, sat oh, it yeah, like on the yeah. time machine, I thought that's where we were like setting up because I thought we were gonna mess something up and people were gonna start disappearing. Yeah, yeah, that's oh. what I. That was like right where my brain went. But I thought they were on... showing us the actors they hired to play the young versions of the characters. I wondered that, but then and they so were... that we'd recognize them when we saw them a few moments later. <laughs> And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> that's what I because got. They didn't think we could do it ourselves. Right, right. They had to show us. They did <laughs> shoot it on that back lot, don't you think though? It looked like Universal. It really yeah. looked like the same back lot as Back to the Future. Some of it. So I'm thinking um, that. That's interesting. The shot where Montrose is talking was beautiful. He was talking to us, telling us these stories, reminding us that this actually happened and about the heroes of this horrible event. Very powerful. That's it for today, girl and boys. I hope you have a dope-ass time in the finale event you guys are going to. Please be safe, and as always, let me see you in that mask. Show your nipples. Daniel. Before you go to the next, can I say he also replied to something on Instagram I posted that most people didn't understand. It it was such a, like, perspective-mattered kind of a thing. And most people did not understand it had to do with feminism. And he totally got it. And I'm like, you're not even from the U.S. And you fully got this. Like, there's a culture separation. So I want to applaud. Nice. That's a good boy. Very nice. Good boy. All right. Daniel sends Are you email. going to the finale event? Yes. It's Are a, you? It's a, yeah. yeah. It's a drive-in. Oh, okay. It's a drive-in situation. They're showing us cool. the finale this week. Well, that's good really because cool. it comes out. Sorry, Brett. Oh. Very cool. <laughs> oh. I won't. I'll just balance it with football again. I won't say anything about it until okay. Sunday. Uh, okay, I'll pretend to not be jealous for the foreseeable future. That sounds great. I'd appreciate it. They're not having one in South Carolina. I, I that I. I don't find. think so, but I'll hit up my rep. Hmm. Daniel says, hi there, lovely people. Can we talk about Tick's outfit with a simple blue shirt and pants combo? This episode was fantastic and emotional. I can't believe we only have one to go. What did you all think about Tick closing the loop by saving his parents? What do you mean? Well. I loved it. Saving his dad and uncle. His mom was there, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Sorry. I loved it. I loved everything about it. Also, this is the first episode not to use Sinner Man as the closing. Yeah. Yeah, good call out. Yeah. That is true. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you, Daniel. Uh, Dan the Man. A lot of Dans tonight. Says, this show keeps getting better. Hey, guys, Miami Dan here. This show is just straight bonkers at this point. This is a short one since I know you guys already started recording. And I'm only halfway through the episode. Because I stayed watching the NBA Finals. Which Miami lost the final, by the way. Woo! Anywho, love to hear y'all's thought. Miami (laughs) Dan signing out. Thanks. Brett showing up for the sports. Sorry, Dan. (laughs) Sorry, I do feel bad. His name is Miami Dan. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Probably a shit. It's in his name for God's sake. He got to see LeBron win a bunch of titles there, and now he's got to watch LeBron win a title in LA. But, you know, it's for Kobe. Come on, guys. It's for Kobe. Kobe. Come on. Kobe. That's right. (laughs) Andrew Whitney sends our final email here saying, Lovecraft Country episode nine. I don't know what to say. Another fantastic episode. I'm so terrified and ready for the finale. Hashtag I got you, kid. Yeah, I was going to say somebody's got to say that. Why did he say that specifically? I I don't think that. Because that's what Jackie Robinson said at the beginning. (gasps) But. No, that's not how no, that works. No, no, that's the only reason. <laughs> oh, 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 okay, okay. <laughs> I have a new theory that that's I wish he had said something dream. more like something Tick would say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because then it, because, you know, I, I maybe they didn't want it to be obvious that it's something. He should have been like, don't beat up your son. <laughs> <laughs> be a good or dad. Or I'll come back for you. <laughs> don't take your shit out on your kid. Yeah. You know what? It I would have been, it would have been more interesting to me, even if they never came back to it. If he said something different, if yeah. knowing that his dad remembered him saying that, if he had gone there and purposefully said something, different, yeah, would have been really interesting. Yeah, because then he would have because they were like, back. don't change anything, and it's like that's the only thing he changed. But wouldn't would that really prove that he didn't say anything because it didn't make any change? No, because it he would have walked back to his dad, and his dad's memory would have been, oh, that guy said. See you later, son. Instead, like whatever the sentence was would have changed in the dad's memory as well. You know? Am I off? There's silence. I don't know. I just think that it would would have at least given me pause (laughs) and been like, oh my God, what did he just change? And it would have made me a little more interested in what's going to happen next week. That's true. Like a little more drama. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What really happened? Who was the cowboy who confronted Johnny and Larry that night? I mean, that's the question. All right. (laughs) Well, listen, we had a great time tonight. I had a great time tonight. What a a difficult episode to watch in many ways, but a great episode overall with a few little oopsies. But I can't mm-hmm. wait for the finale. I'm very excited about it. Mm-hmm. Can we all agree a great episode overall? Sure. Yeah. That's or what do I we said. all agree? I know. I just want to oh, make oh, sure oh. because it was a very negative podcast. But you know, it's the second a good to episode last overall. episode. We got to be picking it out. But Brett said it already. It's not the worst of the bunch. Right. Yeah, it's that's not. how I felt about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't my favorite, but it definitely wasn't. I it's didn't. I wouldn't worst. put it in the yeah. bottom. Agreed. It made not as cry. good as last week. That was my, that's my, oh, right. but, but a good episode. 
It made me cry the most out of any episode. I cried like yeah, the whole time. You did cry quite a bit. I cried loud. Is it possible that a parrot could give a young girl the will to live? I actually would answer yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Is it possible that I'll... a parrot could give you a cracker, though? Is it possible for Polly to want a cracker? <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for joining us, Taryn. What a what a fun time having you here. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. You should come back. Awesome. We're gonna I check passed. in with you about the other show. You passed. Yeah, your internet connection. <laughs> yeah, you passed. Held in there the whole episode. You totally. I'm passed. a girl with internet connection <laughs> who speaks. Yes, you you're in. <laughs> I mean, um, more than that, but at the very least, it's nice to see those two listen, things. Listen, that's all. <laughs> I get things. it. <laughs> do you uh, do you have any plugs? You want to plug anything? I, I have none. I have zero social media at all. So, Whoa. Oh, amen to you. Yeah. So if you. anybody has an, the need to get a hold of me, Kevin Plackey on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Follow Kevin, Kevin Plackey. Pacap or whatever the hell Tech, that talk YouTube. to the Kevin Pacap Pacap Pacap. Does that mean mm -hmm. something? I've always wondered. Am I allowed? I don't know. He told me. To I think he told <gasps> me. Oh, he's a secret. I think it's he told his, me. It's his initials backwards and That's then right. forwards. That's right. Race yeah. car initials. Whoa. Take a take. Yeah, taking a drive. Wow. Uh, Brett. <laughs> Wow. That's yeah. the name of his autobiography. <laughs> Thanks for joining, Brett. You want to plug anything? Yeah, just you know, follow me on Goodreads. Follow Brett on Goodreads. Is this real? What is yeah, this? Follow Goodreads me on Goodreads. Yeah, I'm sure he has. Yeah, an listen. Account. If you know what Goodreads is, follow me. me on it. All right, it's Alana. The best social media. <laughs> Alana, do you have any plugs? Yeah, come to my Instagram, please. It's the name has changed. It is my full name now, at Alana Fickus, A-L-A-N-A-F-I-C-K-E-S. And also, Alana Thank put you. up a vlog of her Paris trip, I which did. was I really put up, cool. And I'm actually proud of the edit. You know when you make edits for YouTube and you kind of just have to rush it along at a certain point and you're not really, you're like, it's good, but you're not like actually proud. Yes. I actually am, I took my time and I'm actually proud of this edit. I think it's very cute. And I'm doing a Halloween series on my Instagram. You're going to see loads of oh, costumes. Yeah. I'm very excited to you share. Been, she's been working really hard on them. So oh, everybody nice give her some damn love. Should, but then how do you explain <laughs> the bullet hole? <laughs> That's our question about Letty. Is this story true? Can a fertilized octopus egg ingested into the human system actually grow inside the body? What is this? Wait, is that what how are we listening to? the villains from Doctor Who, the octopus-looking guy? It's so it's Jonathan Frakes. That's how they're born. From you know the show Fact or Fiction. Yeah. Jonathan Frakes is the guy Star from Star Trek. Jonathan Frakes so, is the hot guy on Star Trek Next Generation. Riker with the beard. Yeah, just if anybody's curious. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, Worf is the hot guy. No, I'm me. calling him hot guy because that's his like <laughs> that's his like title. He's like the bro, you know, like the <laughs> hot guy. So there's a show He's called. The Fred. There was a show called Fact or Fiction. You and, gotta Google it. And he it. would come out in the beginning of the show and go like, "You guys gotta." guess if this story is true or not and he'll like do a whole he was the narrator 
and then there'd be like reenactments of all these like things and then he'd go like do you think that the canary could have given the keys to the prisoner like you know it's stupid so so someone took that and just slowed down every single one he introed and that's what those are and the videos are great too this is a trophy you've a pet you've a sweet tooth you believe in the power of a curse? Have you had your hearing <laughs> Planning a trip soon? Can you remember the tallest man you've ever seen? <laughs> That's the best one, I think. I don't know. The curse is real good. I love All it right. so yeah. much. All right. I well, guys, it. thank you for listening to the show. Thank you to Taryn, our special guest. <laughs> thank you, Taryn. Uh, stick around. We're going to stop the show, but then we'll say bye to you, IRL. All right. Sounds but, good. But uh, thank you guys for watching. We appreciate you. Check out the video version of the podcast at youtube.com slash thevalleycast. And uh, here we go. We're on our way to the finale of another show. And then before you know it, we're going to be doing another one. So I think we'll probably talk a at little, a reasonable hour. I think we'll talk a little bit more about that in the next episode. You guys should be... guess. Let's hear everybody's guesses on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. You want to know or all send of us them. emails at the first time show at gmail dot com and send us your thoughts on the finale of the show. But also let us know what you think we're gonna do. Oh, I love a guess. I love a good guess. <laughs> you love to go a wandering beneath the clear blue sky. All right, that's enough of that. All right, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.